cross. The cross. This morning I'm feeling some kind of way. I'm feeling some kind of way. I feel, I see the victory on the cross. But I also see my sins on the cross. I see the joy on the cross. But I also see the pain. And all I, I, all I can feel is gratitude. I feel gratitude. Today I want to tell you a bit about the cross. And if you understand the magnitude of the cross, I pray that by the end of this service, you will appreciate Jesus the more. Amen. Yeah. You appreciate Jesus the more. You appreciate Jesus the more. Do you know that, Prasadni, did you bring your, your, your chain? So we all know that Christianity is identified a lot of times with a cross. True or not true? true. Are you here? True or not true? It's, true? it's identified with a cross. But it is interesting that today we can wear the cross very boldly. Dr. Thomas, you have a cross. Can you show us your cross? Yeah. See, Dr. Thomas is wearing his cross now. Today he can wear it very boldly. How many of you are wearing a, a, a gift? He's wearing one as well. Raise your hand if you are wearing a cross. Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Lift it higher if you can. Uh-huh. When you're walking outside wearing your cross, do you look around for how people are looking at you? No. Today we walk around with the cross with boldness and confidence. There was a time ago if you wear a cross, you would be killed. There was a time if you would wear a cross, you would be humiliated. If you would wear a cross, people would be pointing at you. If you would be wearing a cross, people would be standing at the corner looking at you like, save the cross on. Oh, look at that. Oh my goodness, I, I can't believe this person believes that story. There was a time people did, despised the cross. Do you know that the early Christians, when Christ had died and they had believed the message, they couldn't identify each other with the cross. So they used cold language. We have all deface chassin. Do you guys have this, the, the thing on the screen? Deface. Echtus. Mama, do you know what it means? Can you explain to us? You can explain. I will explain to you. Can you guys show that on the screen, please, guys? You may take your seat in his presence. Father, have your way this morning. Speak to the understanding of our hearts. May we be enlightened. May we be illuminated. May we be transformed. May we be revived. May we be restored. May we be refreshed. May we be reformed and conformed to the image of your son. In the mighty name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Somebody shout a big amen and clap your hands. Celebrate him. You can do better than that. You can do better than that. You can do better than that. If you are clapping, you clap. You can do better than that. Oh, you can do better. If I say clap for Jesus, it is a moment for you to lift up your voice and tell the devil that I'm alive. Yes. Yes. So the interesting thing was that Christians back then could not identify each other with the cross. Now that the cross is, is the main thing that identifies Christians. When we talk about Christianity... We are referencing the cross. Say, it is the hallmark of our belief. Yes. It is the paramount of our faith. It is the main thing. Tell your neighbor, it's the main thing. <laughs> but they couldn't identify each other. 
they had to use code language. They had to use the ectos. Yeah, you can see it here. So for you, for your neighbor to see that you are a Christian, they would use this code language, a fish, because a fish does not have any connection. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So if somebody would have this sign on their car, if somebody would have this sign on their doorpost, you would know that that is your brother. This sign means Jesus Christ, God, Son, Savior. So anybody that wanted to identify with a Christian, they would look for these type of signs, not the cross. Ask your neighbor, ah, why? Later on, generations came, generations passed, they still couldn't use the cross to identify each other. So they opted to use signs as the Ark of Noah. So if you see the Ark of Noah, you know that Brother Depot is a Christian. They would use Abraham, they would use Abraham killing a lamb. Because that the Jews knew from their history that Abraham was their father. And I, they believed that story. They believed the messianic story. But then they couldn't use the cross. They would use Abraham, the lamb, it all was fine. Some people as well, they would use Daniel in the lion's den. Who knows that story? They used Daniel in the lion's den. Jesus also went into the grave for three days. He was in the den. But the, the death could not bite him. You guys are not here. Death could not bite him. Even in the grave, he is still Lord. Hallelujah. So that we use Daniel in the lion's den to identify that Brother Angelo is a Christian. He would not dare wear the cross. <laughs> Some as well we use Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. To, how many know that story? The four guys that went into the, the furnace and they turned into five. Hallelujah. Yeah, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and Daniel. Now, I pray that any situation of fire that you enter, you are not here with me. You guys are also not here. Any situation of fire that you enter, you will not be alone. The Bible says that even when you are walking in the shadow of death, yet though I walk through the shadow of death, I will fear no evil because he is with me. Hallelujah. Somebody shout, Jesus is with me. Some other people as well, they didn't like the common stories. So they will use Jonah in the whale's womb to identify that they are Christians. So you will be walking around the streets and you would actually not immediately recognize Christians. Because they were using code language. Say code language. Now the big question is why wouldn't they use the cross? If they believe so much in the cross, why wouldn't they use a cross? Let's look at 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 24. If you guys can read for us, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 24. You can take your Bibles right now. Please, let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 24. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18 to 24. I read in Jesus' name. For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing. Mm. But to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. Mm. For it is written, I will destroy the wisdom of the wise and bring to nothing the understanding of the prudent. Where is the wise? Where is the scribe? Where is the disputer of age? Has no God made foolish the wisdom of this world? For since in the world of 
in, in the wisdom of God, the world through wisdom did not know God. It pleased God, though, the foolishness of the message preached to save those who believe. Amen. 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 So, when I was working on these notes, then I came to understand why Paul was so... Why Paul wrote this message. Why Paul said that the message of the cross is foolishness to the unbeliever. To some people, the message of the cross, it doesn't make sense. Why doesn't it make sense? Let me explain to you. Crucifixion, the cross, crucifixion, was the, it says this, it was the most cruel method of execution ever practiced. So it was one thing to kill a man. It's another thing to put a man on the cross. Are you following me? If Jesus was just killed, shot by a gun, Pope, it's normal. Oh, that one happens. If Jesus was hit by a car, it's normal. If Jesus got coronavirus, it's normal. If Jesus got malaria, and it's normal. But for Jesus to have died the way he died, that's not normal. Do you know that the crucifixion was a barbaric way of killing? So the Romans and the Greeks, they adopted crucifixion from the barbarians. How many of you have seen the series Barbar of Netflix? Have you guys seen it on Netflix? You've seen it. It's, it's, it's brutal. A lot of blood. The, they, they took this concept of killing people from the barbarians. And the idea of crucifixion is that you would not die immediately. It is killing you softly. Slow death. So the idea is that you would not die on that same day. You would, it would take a long time for you to die. You would actually experience death while dying. It was so horrific that it was only meant for a slave. It was meant for a criminal. It was meant for one that was not regarded as human. It was meant for the lowest of the lowest. As a matter of fact, the Jews were even super angry. It was that bad that the Jews were super angry that at one point in, 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 in before Christ, before the death of Christ, they killed about 2,000 Jews. And the Jews were super angry about this, not because they killed 2,000, the Romans killed 2,000 Jews, but because they crucified them. Hallelujah. Are you following me? So, for you to have won a cross in those days, people would be looking at you, laughing at you that, ah, are you trying to tell me that your God that has saved you is dead? First question mark. When he died as well, he didn't choose any form of death than the crucifixion. The thing that is so horrific, if your family member was being crucified, it was a big shame to your entire family. Say the cross. As a matter of fact, it was not allowed for a Roman citizen to be crucified. It, it, was, it, was, it, was, it was too beneath a Roman citizen back then. So if they would crucify a Roman citizen, like the Romans would not even accept that. Hallelujah. One, Cicero, Cicero said this, one Roman philosopher, he said that to, to kill a man, let's say, to kill a man is wrong. To um, imprison a man, a Roman man, is wrong. But to crucify a man, how would you describe that? 
er is geen woord voor dat. Halleluja. And interestingly, the Jews as well, they looked at crucifixion and they looked at somebody hanging on the tree, compared it to what was written in Deuteronomy. So let's read Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 23. Deuteronomy 21 verse 23. Deuteronomy chapter 21 verse 23. Yes. And I read in Jesus' name. And from the tribe of Dan. Deuteronomy 21, 23. Okay, I read it for you. It says this. You must not leave the body hanging on a pole overnight. But sure to bury it that same day. Because anyone that is hung on a pole is under God's curse. You must not desecrate the land. <laughs> the Lord your God is giving you as an inheritance. So if you would hang somebody on a pole, you are desecrating the land. So if somebody in your family would be hung on the pole, you have literally brought curse into the whole environment, into the whole city, into the whole community. That was the cross. The Bible tells us that Jesus Christ became cursed. He became cursed. That is what is written here. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, curse is everyone who hangs on a tree. So when the Jew man would see the cross, he would look at it in a similar manner as the Roman man and look at it as, this is horn, this is just beyond. This had to fair. They will look at the brutality of the cross and then they will associate it as, if this man has been hanged on the cross, then he is cursed. Hallelujah. Do you know that Jesus Christ hung on the cross for you? That's the, that's the gospel. That it was you and I who were supposed to be cursed. It was you and I who were supposed to be brutally murdered. As a matter of fact, they would not call crucifixion murder. It went beyond murder. Yes. Can you guys show the picture of Christ, the picture of the passion? Can you show the next slide? Hallelujah. Are you guys following me? My response is Hallelujah. Let's go to the next one. You're my redeemer. Hallelujah. So it is interesting that Peter being a Jew, in Matthew chapter 16, we see that Jesus asks, who do men say that I am? Peter rightfully says that you are Jesus Christ, the son of God. True or not true? When you fast forward, this same Peter is called by Jesus on the side and rebuked as Satan. Let's look at why Jesus did that. Let's look at Mark chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. Mark 8, verse 31 to 32. Mark chapter 8, verse 31 to 32. Mm. And I read in Jesus' name. 
And he began to teach them that the Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and chief priests and scribes and be killed mm. and after three days rise again. Mm. He spoke this word openly. Then Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. But when he did, but when he had turned around and looked at his disciples, he rebuked Peter saying, mm. Get behind me, Satan, for you are not mindful of the things of God, but the mm. things of men. So, so let's stop there. Jesus was telling the disciples all the time, predicting his death. He was telling them all the time that I'm going to die on the cross. But the moment that he would mention that I'm going on the cross, for the Jew man, it's like, who kind of tzecha? We had forwacht that you on the redders are saying. We were expecting you to be a political leader. As a matter of fact, when Jesus Christ had fed the 5,000 people, you guys know the story. After he had fed 5,000 people, people, the people came to Jesus and said, let us crown him as king. So the Jew believed that one day there would be a savior. They believed that the savior is coming to save them from the hands of oppression. They believed that the savior was coming to save them from the Romans. But they did not believe in how he would do it. They expected Jesus to just show up and Jesus would become the new king in town. So you can imagine the disciples, 12 disciples following Jesus. They, they thought that, oh, one day our Jesus is going to be the king in the neighborhood. So if anything, I'm going to, you see politics, I'm going to become like the prime minister or I'll be, you know, the disciples would ask Jesus who is going to be the greatest. You need to understand how these guys thought because they were expecting a messiah. You can imagine the Israelites had been in Egypt. They've experienced oppression. Throughout their whole history, they've been experiencing oppression. So they have been expecting a savior. Perhaps you came here expecting a savior. And perhaps you came in expecting a savior in the, in the, in the night and, and a shining prince. You're expecting your prince. Yes. You're expecting your prince. Tell your neighbor, expect the unexpected. <laughs> so... Jesus Christ pulled Peter on the side. And Jesus Christ rebuked Peter as Satan. I declare over your life that anybody that is going to pull you on the side and try to shift your focus from the cross, in the mighty name of Jesus, we rebuke that person right now. Listen, for you sometimes it is not the cross. Sometimes it is alcohol. Can I go there? I should be gentle. Yeah, it is alcohol. The moment you say, I'm going on the cross. Jesus said, if anyone wants to follow me, pick up your cross and follow me. If you want to follow me, put everything that is of, not of God on the cross. But you always have a Peter who will identify you as a child of God. Then on top of that, come next to you again and tell you that, yo bro, malato efekan, yeetoch. It's not error. You got tipsy word. You want he's drunk. Oh, bro, if it's just ain't your man, ain't your man, ain't your man, ain't. There's always going to be somebody who's trying to prevent you from going to the cross. So whilst you want to come to ACC and listen about Jesus Christ, somebody will give you relationship talks. I don't want to go there. There is always, listen, we need to know the devil's strategy. The devil wants to make the message of the cross foolishness to you. But that is where your power is. 
shake your neighbor. That is where the power is. That is where the power is. Yeah. You want to let go of those addictions. I don't, I don't want to go. You want to let go of watching those things. But the day you want to watch, let go of watching those things, that is the day somebody will bail. And then when they come home, hey, can we for that thing? Check them on. It is a newer. You don't want to go to some places. You want to fix your eyes on the cross. You, you, you want to let go of depression. You want to put depression on the cross. But the day that you decide that I'm going to, the day you tell the people around you, I am done with this depression, that is when they come with their negativity. You need to identify those people that are preventing you from looking at the cross. Tell your neighbor, fix your eyes on the cross. So this is, this is Peter speaking here. The same person that believed in Jesus Christ. Let me show you another instance. There was another instance in the Bible where the, the disciples were in the boat with Jesus Christ. There were storms around. But Jesus Christ was sleeping. I declare that in any storm, in stormy day of your life, whilst the world is in, is in chaos, you will be at rest. Ah, uh, you didn't get that revelation. You didn't get that revelation. What I'm trying to tell you is that there's going to come a time where the, the trumpet will be sound and then there will be chaos all around this world. But we, but we, we will be in rest. Somebody shout amen. There was chaos around them. There were storms around you. Sometimes storms will come around you. Yes. They will come around you. If storms come around you when you get married, sleep. Tell, tell, your, tell, your, tell your, your fiance and your husband, hey babe, let's go and sleep. Yes. Jesus Christ, the Savior, was in the boat with them. When the storms came around, they went to wake up Jesus Christ. When they wake up Jesus Christ, and I love the way they think, because they wake up Jesus Christ knowing very well that Jesus had the ability, Jesus had the power to silence the storm. Yes. But interestingly, Jesus wakes up, and his very first statement is that you of little faith. Why? Well, we actually knew that you have power. We know that you have power. We know that you have the ability to save. But we don't know that you are power. This morning, how do you know Jesus? Do you know him as someone that has power? Or do you know him as someone that is power? Yes. Revelation comes to knowing who God is. The more you know Jesus, yes. If you know that Jesus Christ is power, if you know that Jesus Christ is the one who actually created the storms, he created everything that we see. When the storms come, you are also at rest. You have panic. You have panic. Someone said the power of the cross. So when we read our anchor verse in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, I, I read in Jesus and he says, He himself bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live for righteousness. By his wounds, we have been healed. By his stripes, we were healed. 
Hallelujah. Somebody declare, I am healed. Uh, you better shout and say, I am healed. I wish I would get three people that are here to start jumping around for their victory in this place. Ah, somebody shout, I am healed. Peter said this. Peter wrote this to the saints. Can you read chapter 1? Let's read first Peter chapter 1. Chapter 1, there about. Chapter 1 going. First Peter, and we'll see who he wrote to. First Peter, chapter one. I read in Jesus' name, verse one. Mm. Peter, an apostle of Jesus Christ, to the pilgrims of the dispersion in Pontus, Pontus, Galatia, Galatia, Cappadocia. Where? Where? Cappadocia. Where? Cappadocia. Hillary, where is Cappadocia? Have you have you been there? Where is it? It's where? Turkey. So he was writing to people in Asia Minor. Do you know that in, that in Istanbul, this is in Istanbul, Christ. do you know that there is a European part and there is an Asian part? You know that, right? You go through this tunnel thing and then you are in the... He wrote to the people in Asia Minor. He was writing to the exiled. If you read other verses, he says the exiled in believers in Turkey. Now, let me give you some context. When he wrote to these guys, he was writing to encourage them. To tell them that, I know what you are going through. I know you are going through ridicule. I know people are laughing at you because of the message that you have believed. I know that when people see you, they see you as lower. Have you been in that situation whereby because of who you are, not because of what you have done, but just who you are, you feel like you are being discriminated against? Can I go there or not go there? It's too, it's too sensitive. Yes. Yes. Have you, have you been in that situation at your workplace? Or at your school? You know you've studied very well, but you feel like that teacher doesn't like you. The solicitary gesprek, you weet 100% van ik had het moeten krijgen. But you made a mistake by going to tell them I go to church every Sunday. So they were like, mm, I had not cared elke Sunday, he commanded me. We can't even name This, this, and the interesting thing is, it was not Jewish Christians; they were Gentile Christians. So first of all, the Jew would discriminate against any Gentile that was had come into Christ. So they were, in terms of ranking, they were on the lowest class of Christianity. And Peter was writing to them. Encouraging them that the same blessings, you are also children of Abraham, just as the Jews are the children of Abraham by virtue of the cross. Hallelujah. The interesting thing is that these guys were seen as people who believed in the cross. They were servants to Roman. It was a Roman territory. You guys have seen that this series called the Roman Empire on Netflix as well. If you're not seen it, go and check it. It gives you context. They were, the Romans were ruling the whole world. In those days, the Romans were the kings. It was like the United States of America, you know what I mean? And these, these Christians were the same people that were serving in the Roman king's house. They were serving in the Roman leader's house. They were, they were the, 
the Bible even talks to them about like slaves, because they were slaves really back then. So they were like slaves in homes. They were helping people. They were serving people and all that. And they were Christians. It was one thing to be a servant that was not a Christian. It was another thing to be a servant that is a Christian. Because if you are a Christian, first of all, people are looking at you and they are telling you that, ah, your message that you believe is a message of foolishness. Because you are telling me that your God died by the cross. The criminal's death. Your God is a criminal. So, they were being discriminated against. You can imagine somebody serving. Just because he's a Christian, the moment he comes in with the food, the people in the room are laughing at him. Have you been in that situation whereby you step into a room, people are not laughing, but you know they are laughing at you in their head. I declare that in the name of Jesus, people in your life will see the power of the cross. Ah, you better shout a bigger amen. you see the power of the cross. And Peter was admonishing them, telling them, evade virtually fuller. When Peter was writing this, he was also in Rome. He was at the center of discrimination against Christians. And he was telling them, evade who you live fuller. But take example from Christ Jesus. Take example from Christ Jesus. Who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. He endured the shame. Beloved, we are Christians. Say, I'm a Christian. Many of us think Christianity is only the enjoying part. But Christianity also comes with persecution. Sometimes you'll be caught up in situations where when I was thinking about this, I came to realize that when Peter denied Jesus three times, I can it a bit begrijpen. He was a Jewish man who believed in somebody that was cursed. So when somebody would say, you are part of that group, you are part of that group. Hey, what do you do this weekend? This weekend, yeah, man, this weekend, I had it, I had that doing, I had that. What do you do this weekend? You know that Friday you are coming to Bible Academy. Saturday you are going to gospel sports. Sunday you are coming to church. Maar wanneer je wat gevraagd? Ja, ja, ik ga rustig aan doen. Yes, yes. Oh, can I get a can I get a witness in this place? Have you been in that situation before, where you feel like you are too cool? Or the perception of man is that you are way too cool to be a church goer. Of need. Yeah. Oh, you echt naar kerk. Dus jij bent Christen. Hey, dus je gelooft. Maar yeah, maar hoe weet je dat jouw God bestaat dan? And most of us, the moment these questions come. We praten er wel een keertje over, ja. Ja, is goed, ja, oké. Ja, boksen, doe je, ja. Even now, when proclaiming the gospel is not a crime, we do the same thing that Peter does. 
we who, who he died for, we do the same thing. We are not bold enough to preach the gospel. There was a time ago, a man called James McKeon, he left his comfort in Ireland, 1937. And he decided to go to Africa. We saw this on, on Friday, you guys remember. Decided to go to Africa. A white man. Do you know that the founder of the Church of Pentecost is an Irish man? Okay, watch. So you see, it's interesting. She said, first the children got wind. Yes. The children got wind of the gospel. Then they went to, mommy, 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 come and see a man that I found. His name is Jesus. Then mommy followed. The men were the most difficult people to convince. Men. Yes, the men are often the most difficult because men are rational thinkers. Yes, for them, it's very difficult for you to be, believe the message of the cross. When you, you, you see A plus A is 3. But when you cross over, 1 plus 1 plus 1 is what? 1. But the interesting thing is that the men were converted through the women. How? Because of how the women lived. Because of how the women presented themselves. This was what Peter was trying to admonish the, the Gentiles, Christian. He was telling them that, Peter, when they are attacking you, when they are slept over your prater, you have not terug to slaan. Just show them the cross. Just show them Jesus. Just show them the fruit of the Spirit. Show them love. Show them patience. Show them kindness. Show them goodness. Show them self-control. Yes. He was telling them that don't, don't move around with the mindset of Amsterdam. Oh, you didn't get that one. Oh, you thought you were in Amsterdam. You were in Amsterdam. You were in Christian. Christian. You are seated in heavenly places. You are a citizen of heaven. Yeah. Oh, you don't think I'm in Amsterdam. Yeah, oak. Yes. We are not from here. Just as the Israelites moved from Egypt, we have also moved from the world. Hallelujah. Therefore, anything that we do, we do it according to the dictates of heaven. Hallelujah. Tell your neighbor, you look like a heavenly citizen. <laughs> Ephesians chapter 2, it says, oh, I love this one. In Romans chapter 5, verse 10, it says, for if... While we were God's enemies, we were reconciled to him through the death of his son. How much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? If God came all the way to save you whilst you were his enemy, do you know who killed Jesus Christ? Do you know who crucified Jesus Christ? It is us. The people that were supposed to be saved are the people that killed the Savior. So, why have you given up on your friend that is talking behind your back? Perhaps you are the one supposed to save them. Perhaps you are the one supposed to save your family that has turned their back against you. Perhaps you are the one supposed to save the city that is not accepting you. Hallelujah. The book of Ephesians, he says this. Ephesians chapter 2, verse 2 to 5, he says this. As for you, you were dead in your trans transgression and sins in which you used to live when you followed the ways of this world and the ruler of the kingdom of the air, 
we used to be followers of the devil. Yeah. Some people even follow him still. Focus. Weet je dat de duivel ook veel focus heeft? Aha. We used to follow him. But glory be to God that we have unfollowed that guy. Oh, you got you got to celebrate Jesus that you have come to see that that guy you are following is not the right person you should follow. We have unfollowed. Tell a neighbor if you are still following him. If you are still following him, take out your phone and unfollow him. Unfollow the devil. Unfollow him. Unfollow him. If you are following him, you are doing things according to his will. Yes. Those little things that he's getting you to do that are not of God. Yes. Some of the things that we are watching on social media. Yes, you think that is alay music. It is not alay music. You fought iman't. And the person is imprinting onto you the cultures of this world. But be you transformed by the renewal of your mind. For us to have maximum impact, we have to operate from the heavens. Hallelujah. We were enemies of God. So Hebrews tells us in Hebrews chapter 12 verse 2, he says, Looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. If you will just wait a little while. Peter told them, after a little suffering, glory is coming. Yeah. If any why you don't hang heart, it's going to be a band for Lord. It's because God has something better for you. It's because God has something better for you. Maybe even your music career, you have to shift it up. Because God has something better for you. You saw it, James McKeon. He left his comfort. He was the only one. We saw a video on Friday. You would see a lot of Africans. And you would see one white guy. One white man. Preaching the gospel. Not thinking about what people think of him. But sticking to the truth about the gospel. It doesn't matter if you are the minority. You are the light of the world. You are the salt of the world. You are the city set upon a hill. When you are the salt of the world, salt has not feel no influence to make. You don't need a lot to make an influence in your environment. All you have to do is to be you. Tell your name, be you. Be you. James McKeon made a difference. Our Lord Jesus Christ made a difference. Peter made a difference. Do you know that Peter was hanged? He was also crucified. Upside down. This is Peter. The one who was writing to encourage others. He was also crucified. Do you know that all the followers of Jesus Christ, all the disciples, they were all brutally murdered. Stephen was stoned. After he had finished preaching, telling people the kingdom of the Lord is at hand God is about to transform us God wants to save you God wants to save you believe in the message of the cross after that he fi- after he finished let's share the grace when they shared the grace they started stoning him yes all this because of you and I because of you and I Paul was in prison was in chains 
when he was writing the epistles. Our, our former chairman, chairman into me, he's a chairman of the Church of Pentecost a few years ago, chairman into me was in prison in Liberia. He was sent on a mission to go and preach the cross. And he was in prison in Liberia. When he came back to Ghana, he was attacked by armed robbers. All for the gospel. Chairman Opokunina, in his time of leadership, he came with, he, he realized that back then in Church of Pentecost, all the ladies here, ladies, I want you to shake your hair like this. Shake your hair. Shake your hair for a minute. Shake your hair. Look at your neighbor and say, Fim Harlok. Yes, there was a time if you would come to church, if you would come to church, you would have to put on a scarf because people believed that there was power in the scarf. It took one man to, to change that message and bring the message of the cross to reposition our thinking, to tell us that no, salvation is not in a scarf. Salvation is not in oil. Salvation is in the cross. Yes. Yes. And you know how people bashed him. Radio stations bashing him. He's spoiling the church. He's spoiling the church. I can assure you that if he hadn't stood firm on this notion, none of us would be here. There wouldn't be any ACC. When Duku. Yeah, uh, Josephine, come. You have, you have to eat your hand. Uh -huh. Let me show you. This is who? This is 23 and 23 saying. You listen to Alamal and Josephine Duku saying. Wow. Yes. But today, on, on Monday, you are already thinking of which hairstyle you bring to church. And God loves it. God loves you to show your beauty. God wants you to show your beauty. Because anytime you are yourself, you are humble. Anytime you are a child of God, people see you and people appreciate what happened on the cross. Sometimes you don't need to say much. All you have to do is to be. You don't need to, you don't need to challenge people, hey, I'm a good Christian. I'm a good Christian. Be a good Christian. Don't do good Christian. Yeah. You, you want people to accept who you are. The most, the, the most, the, the most powerful way to defeat the devil I believe that the most powerful way to defeat the devil, it is not by praying, I cast you, I, get, I bomb you. Some people pray, I bomb you, the devil. I bomb you, I bomb you. Yes, 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 yes. Fire for you, fire for you. Back to sender. You are, uh, you, you kill me, you kill me. I will, I, I throw bomb, shoo. It's, it's blasting the devil. It's blasting the devil. What else do they say? Oh, I slap you, slap you. Everybody clap your hands and slap, slap, slap the devil. Pa, pa, pa. If that was how you would kill the devil, they would have killed the devil a long time ago. But the way you are a Christian is able to handle the devil is by showing the devil their position. That is why the theme is a reposition yourself for maximum impact. If you tell the devil that, yo, you've been dead, it's been here, what don't you steward? You're under my feet. Somebody stop your feet. He's under my feet. So when people are even talking behind your back, when people are attacking you, all you have to do is you catch. You know the most powerful thing? When they really have met Imant, and the person expects you to talk back at them. 
Hey, ik ga je slaan, hè. Ik ga je slaan, hè. Weet je wie ik ben? Hey, ha, kom hier, kom maar, hé. Hey, ja. Slaan, Hey, ha, je bent dit, je bent dat, je bent dit, je bent dat. En je zegt, weet je wat, als ik iets heb gezegd wat ik nu moet zeggen, sorry. The person is ashamed. True or not true? Wanneer ze verwachten dat je terug gaat slaan. En je geeft ze een knuffel. Die knuffel, het, ze worden net als spinazie. Spaghetti, ze kunnen niet meer bewegen. They can't understand. This is how we have been called. Whilst we were spitting on Jesus, whilst we were stoning Jesus Christ, he set his eyes on the reward. What is the reward? The reward is that every one of us that were stoning him, he would transform us into his image. He would transform you and I into a stronger person. He would transform you and I into God's original plan, that we are the image of God. We, are, we, are, we, we, we have dominion. Dominion have control. He'll transform us according to his spirit. We do not have the spirit of man. We have the spirit of God. His spirit testifies with our spirit that we are the children of God by virtue of the cross. Beloved, this morning, this is the message I have for you. That every time we will remember what Jesus did on the cross. We will, today, this year, this month is, this week is Missions Week. We watched the video. We've seen all, so many people giving their lives for Christ. Our current chairman, Chairman Eric Yamiche, I, I know 100% that for him to bring possessing the nation agenda, for him to bring repositioning your, the local church as a, to make maximum impact, there are some people that are hating on him. I said, out there haters. There are always people who do not believe your message. They see your message as foolishness. But today, but today, but today, I came to tell you that look at the cross, for it is the power of God unto salvation. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. Let's all be on our feet.